just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Rob and Callie Show. My name is Rob Kay, and tonight the topic is changing it up, and we're changing it up a little where Callie <laughs> is actually not in the studio. What's up, Callie Alpert? Hey guys, how are you doing? Hello from Lexington, Kentucky. What up, Kentucky? I've heard some beautiful accents. I saw some beautiful horse country on the plane ride as we were landing. It's all good. I'm bringing a little. We're going. Uh, we're going national. Well, we are national. We're international. But I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going remote. How's that? Did you get some good bourbon while you're there? <laughs> you know, I just, <laughs> I just said I, I know very little about uh, brown liquor, liquor and uh, and and drinkable items. But I do know um, where I am in terms of that. And I was just talking to the young guy that I'm uh, working with over the next few days. And I was telling him that I was reading about some distilleries that are, you know, in the area where we're working and how much I appreciate a good artisanal experience, even if I don't drink the stuff. So I'll keep you posted on that. All right. So if we don't hear from you in a couple of days, we will send <laughs> out a search party. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yeah. How are you guys doing? The holidays were kind to you both? Ed, everything's good. Now, just to let everybody know, Sam's on the board tonight, and he's also co-hosting the show in the studio. So it's going to be the three of us talking tonight. And uh, yeah, my, my Thanksgiving was good. How about you, Sam? How was your Thanksgiving? Ah, it was awesome this year. It was really fun. And it was, it was nice. It was the first Thanksgiving I've actually been in New York in quite a while. Usually my wife and I, we travel around Thanksgiving time. Last year, we were in Costa Rica. The year before that, we went to Ecuador. Um, usually, we travel because of my wife's accident, so she's a little less mobile than it used to be, so we're actually here, right. and we had a blast. Cool. Very cool. When you go to other countries, do they do they know what Thanksgiving dinner is, or you just kind of say, do you have any turkey? <laughs> actually, neither of us really care for turkey, so it okay. works out great. Okay. All right. All right. I, and I would think they have yams in other countries. Yeah, that they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Callie. Potatoes are an, an international staple, right? Maybe not the not of the uh, yam variety, but some sort, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Callie, how was your Thanksgiving? It was really lovely. It was beautiful. We um, it was relatively small for us. We were at my sister's with my nieces and my one of my niece's boyfriends, my parents, my um, sister, and my brother in law. Was eight of us, and we all um, cooked collectively so that my sister didn't get tasked with you know. Every, you know, having to shoulder the entire dinner like she normally does, uh -huh. um, which was fun because we all brought a little different influence to it. And we um, ate a lot and drank a lot and talked a lot. It was really, it was nice. It was really fun. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I, I had a really good time as well. I was with my family at my mom's place and uh, she did a really nice dinner and she makes this gluten-free sweet potato pie with gluten-free marshmallows on top and then she gave me an extra one to take home that i froze for the winter and everything so it was it was really a, a nice dinner and at the end um when my grandfather was around my pop before he passed he usually told jokes at the end of the meal when everyone was sitting around during dessert so my uncle kind of took over for that and other people started telling jokes, and we told jokes that he used to tell. So it was really great. We, it was actually, you know, we had some laughs. It was nice. That's so nice. I love the, I love the rituals. You know, I was, I was telling my, um, my niece's boyfriend, who is a drummer, <clears throat> that for many years in our family, we would, um, over Thanksgiving, we would pull out, because I collect a lot of percussion instruments, as does my sister, mm. and we would put on, like, loud you know, 70s disco music and pull out our drums and dance and, like, play our djembes and our, you know, whatever offbeat percussive instruments we had. Right. Um, and we didn't do it this year. We spared them. We just sort of talked about it, but we didn't ultimately do it. I, can't, I like those, you know, the rituals are fun. Yeah, I can't find my djembe. In fact, I, gotta find, <laughs> I, th I think I have to get an app, like Djembe Finder or something. In fact, what is a djembe? Is it a drum? <laughs> I love that you can't find your djembe. Uh, I can't find my djembe. Um, yes, djembe's are almost, they're like the uh, eastern equivalent of a conga drum. 
Uh, they're okay. sort of a similar size, and they're I think their resonance is a little bit lower. I'm not an expert, but I've you know I, I own one and I've toyed you know played around with them, and they um, they come from is it uh, it's definitely Eastern Africa, and I want to say like um, Benin or Guinea or something like that. But anyway, yes. That's, cool. uh, that's the quick answer. We need to get some djembes and drums in here. Do like a drum and circle one show. We'll call it the oh. drum. We'll call it the drumming show. I'm in. Yeah, there you go. So, um, so yeah, tonight we're talking about changing it up. If you want to call in and join the conversation, the number is eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero. And uh, yeah, I'm glad everybody had a good Thanksgiving here on the show. I hope everybody listening had a good Thanksgiving or something to be thankful about this holiday. And, um, yeah. So Callie, how do we come up with this topic again? I think, <laughs> I think because like, aren't you going through some of you're like, I need to change it up. Is that how we got to this topic? I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's a show. Thanks for listening, everybody. That would be a yes. Well, at the end of our last, Show. We were talking about, um, we had wrapped up to sort of how to tackle Turkey Day. Right. And we had done, um, covered a, a variety of different aspects of Thanksgiving. And we, toward the end of the show, started talking about gratitude. And I was talking about my, I think I said something about like how I was thankful for my constitution that's, and, and my support system, and not in that order necessarily, that's gotten me through a very challenging two plus years. And then I sort of stopped myself in the middle of that and said that I also would like to not continue to dignify the um, challenges of the last two and a half years, even though I'm still kind of in the, you know, I'm trying to pull myself out of um, those circumstances. It's not like everything's corrected itself, Mm -hmm. but I was done talking about it and didn't even want to hear myself speak in that way again for a very long time, if ever. And um, so I think that's what sparked it in you to kind of recognize what I was saying in a way that would, right, sort of spawn a a nice topic for the show. Yeah, I just, I remember saying to you that I was proud of you because I know it's taken a lot to get to this point in your life where you're like, you know, I think I'm going to change it up and try something new and new things. And and I just think, um, you know, it's a real testament to your your persistence, you know. And uh, so, yeah, we thought it'd be a good topic, that this is a great time of year to look at your life and see what you can change up. And when I was thinking about the show today, I was thinking about the definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And um, I remember my, my pop, my grandfather, used to say that everyone has their own insanity. So I think we all have our own way of repeating the same thing and expecting different results. And maybe it's just a good suggestion to all of us that there's something in our life that we can change it up with. You know, what do you think of that, Sam? Absolutely. I think change is inevitable. The only thing that I think we can count on is that the earth beneath our feet is constantly moving. Yeah. You know, they say we're, we're, we're a little speck of dust hurtling through space at like 36,000 miles a second you know, we're we're born change agents. That's right. That's right. And things are always changing, right, Callie? Things that think I, I second everything that Sam just said. I mean, the only thing that's constant is change. And, you know, even to your point, Rob, it's um, when I think about, you know, tough chapters that I've experienced or, you know, that anybody experiences, it's not that... Um, there's ever an end or a beginning on some level to any of that. Certainly we have phases in our life where circumstances are a little more gentle and other times where they're a little bit, you know, more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, I think that's why we're here on the planet is that's the earthly school. And those are the things that are constantly presenting themselves. And I think it's what we do with them, how we react to them. And, you know, to the point about what's, what kind of prompted the show when we decide we're not going to empower them anymore and try to change what's happening internally so that our outside world starts reflecting that. It's a chat, you know, it's a practice. Like again, and I'm, um, you know, I'm in the middle of this particular version of it. I've been through it many times before and, and, you know, hope and perhaps will again. So it's, you know, it's just sort of a process of learning how to deal with those more challenging times so that, there's a point where you, they don't take up as much headspace and you can kind of change your universe internally and then your outside world changes accordingly. 
Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Kelly. You know, one thing that I've noticed over the years that I've worked with people personally myself is that it seems that usually what causes the most difficulty for people going through change is their resistance to the change. Yeah. And that once they finally kind of say, okay, like I've, I've got to change with, with everything that's going on, that, that then things kind of ease up. Is, is, have you seen that yourself? I definitely recognize that as a very, I appreciate that point. I think that's really important. I think you're speaking to the idea of surrender, which is something that we've um, broached, you know, on on many levels um, over the last year and a half on the show. And so, yes, I think the quick answer would be yes. Sometimes it gets, and I I can, me personally, over, you know, as I've been dealing with just sort of a, challenged employment, challenged finances, and just to be more specific about what my two years have been about, um, the days where I felt like there was not one more thing I could do and there was not one more level of fear that I was willing to go to and I just threw my hands up and said, I'm going to let this go and just let somebody else take over are the days when something shifted. So, yes, I do believe that we expend a lot of unnecessary energy on the resistance to thing that um, resistance to things that in our sort of earthly existence we deem negative, challenging. We put those like sort of negative judgment words on them. Yeah. Other than just sort of being with them, you know? Yeah. And, it, you know, to, like I was thinking again about the topic today, I was just thinking about how we're always sort of changing. Like life is always moving on in a way. There's always evolution happening on earth. And within us as well. And I think Sam has a good point. The people who are very uncomfortable about that, and we all have it, are when we start resisting the change and want to go backwards to the past. And it reminds me about the show we did where I talked about um, my Uncle Marty who passed away. And someone said, you know, that... um, he had such a zest for life and at the same time it's like it reminded me to just keep on changing and keep going forward and appreciating life and try and roll with the changes because sometimes it's challenging to do absolutely um it's often challenging to do Uh, i would say most of the time it is until you again get to a place where the cumulative effect of whatever your practice is or your meditation or your consciousness raising or just your attempt to be, you know, more um, relaxed inside of these. And again, this is part of our theme tonight, which is making that decision, mm. you know, to Sam's point, I think really helps. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's it's definitely hard. You know, I'm like, so just to kind of ground this and and again, what we're, our intention is for this week is, you know, this came out of last week with me as I was talking at the end of the show, thinking, I am so tired of hearing myself talk about this mm. and repeating the script. Mm. And, you know, it is where I'm at on some levels, but part of me um, internally wanted to just, like, shift it right then and there. Yeah. And I think that that happens on so many levels. Yeah. You know, I think that um, I'm thinking back to another example of this. There was a, probably about two years ago, I was out with a group of friends for dinner and I was, um, it was a friend of my sister's was there and she was talking about her romantic life and how she was um, very, you know, her dating life had really picked up and was escalating in a nice way. And I said something to her like, well, how did that happen? And she said, I've just decided. And yeah. I got so frustrated and angry with her. Yeah. What do you mean you just decided? And how does that fix things? And you're making it oversimplifying it. And yeah. I challenged her. And she was so right because it really is. It's an energetic thing when you decide. And, you know, it's, it's about the power of how your thoughts create your reality, right? Yeah. Is what I think we need to give a little bit more lip service to. And the first step is making a choice. Yeah, well, and what's that prayer? You know, when we make a decision, providence moves to all sorts of unforeseen incidents and people and meetings and the material assistance happen once we make that decision. So we're going to head to break. And Callie, you hang on in Kentucky, girl, and we will be right back. Kentucky, Kentucky, Ken, Ken, Kentucky. Everybody around the world, welcome to the show. Tonight we're talking about changing it up, and I changed up the song tonight because I was honoring Kentucky because Callie is stationed there tonight, and she's broadcasting from there. we got Sam on the board and co-hosting tonight in the studio with me. If you want to call in, the number is 877 480 
888-528-4120. So I wanted to talk about this thing where usually when I make a change in my life or when I make a decision to change things up, it's because I'm uncomfortable. You know, pain is a great motivator. And I think a lot of us, you know, we kind of grow with certain things and then sometimes we outgrow it and we outgrow that comfort zone and we decide we want to step outside the comfort zone into something that may be a little uncomfortable at first, but turns out to be great and we want to change it up. And I think it's, it's just such a, a great thing to practice to keep that going in our life. You know, I don't want life to get too stale. I don't want to get too attached to things. I don't want to get too attached to the past. One of the things that, that I find myself doing sometimes is wanting to watch television from the seventies or eighties, you know, and like, and you know, I'm very sentimental about certain songs I listen to on the radio and I love music and all different genres and time periods of music, but I also try and listen to like current music and try and, you know, keep it green, you know, and stay as young as I can. Because again, I think it's about just staying with that flow of life. There's a flow of change. You know, we always talk about winds of change on the show from Pippin and the winds of change are set to blow and sweep this whole land through every day. There's as long as there's a breeze going through the trees, there is change going on on earth. And one of the things I can do as a guy is sort of just go with that flow. And sometimes that may mean that I'm a little uncomfortable, but I think the universe has this really cool plan for me that may bring me some surprises. That was very beautifully, beautifully said. Yeah, I really, um, I, I think the key when I think about change um, and making a decision, a lot of it is um, pens on, it's it contingent on clarity. And that's something that I feel like I've been lacking. Um, and any time where I feel like I lose my way, it's because I'm not clear. I do believe that it's actually pretty easy to manifest things and to make, to bring into existence whatever it is that you desire. But I think that the first step is the clarity to know what that is that you want. Yeah. And when you're in a place of uncomfort or discomfort, I should say, and lack of clarity, um, at least for me, I feel like that's where I really struggle. And sort of to Sam's point earlier, that's where, you know, the resistance comes in and you, know, you start putting timelines on yourself or you start for- trying to force decisions to happen um, you know, on the plane, I wasn't thinking, I, I've cited this book before because it's one of my favorite books, but it's relevant now. I, I On the plane, I was reading it for like the second or third time, which is um, Roque's um, uh, Letters to a Young Poet. Yeah. And again, one of my favorite books, just a delicious book, and it's always the adjective I use, and I, I can't stress enough like how beautiful it is if you want to just read some beautiful um, you know, philosophy and existentialist explanation. He, he just really gets it. Very, very beautiful. And, but he was talking about how when you're like a creative soul, for example, that there's no such thing, you know, that patience is really essential. Yeah. That there's no such thing as a timeline. Um, and so, you, you know, you have to, in order to find your passion and know what you're meant to do here on Earth, um, you know, and, and make a decision or find clarity with whatever it is that you, you know, that you want to do, um, it's imp- it's important not to put a impose a timeline on it, and if it means that you have to wait ten years for it to happen, or if it comes in five minutes, it's all okay. Yeah. But the goal is to live as if you have an eternity, yeah. which I thought is so interesting because I know, like for me, and I think in this modern uh, age where we're, you know, always forcing decisions and trying to create change because we feel like we want to, um, you know, time is ticking or we're of a certain age or mm. we're underachieved or whatever it might be that motivates these ideas mm. um, just to give yourself a break. And sometimes it means that decisions don't, you know, can't be forced and clarity can't be forced. That's yeah. a hard one for me. Yeah. You know, I just want to make a comment on that because one of the things that I learned a while ago from my friend Aurea, who you know has his own show on the network, so I remember one time in a in a session, you know, group session that he had, he, he said how like people often come to him asking for more clarity, but when he would work with them, what he found was what they really needed was more courage, mm. because deep down inside we really do know what we want, mm. and we actually are fairly clear on it. But we just, 
because we've been beaten up so many times, because, you know, our, our dreams have been so unfulfilled, mm. we're almost afraid to embrace those dreams and afraid to actually express what it is that we really, truly, deeply desire. Mm. So whenever I hear someone, you know, mention this idea of like getting more clarity around something, I always like to just interject to see it's like, is it really more clarity you need or is it more courage to believe in the things that you really want? Yeah, yeah. And that's interesting because I remember last year when I was going through my own career changes and trying to figure out how I was going to maneuver things and the life coaching business wasn't taking off as quickly as I wanted when I really started to network and market for it. And I remember in the morning, I was just like anxious about getting out of bed. And I remember just praying for the courage to change. I was just, you know, that part of the serenity prayer, I was just praying for the courage to get out of my bed and do something different and try something new. And I think that when we take a step towards the universe where we have that sort of blind faith and we don't know where our next foot, where the foot is going to land next. I think when we take a step towards the universe, the universe takes a thousand back. I think the universe loves it when we step outside that comfort zone. And maybe we don't know exactly what's going on or how to do it, but we're going to do something new, something different to change it up. And for me, I don't know that it's really worked quite well, you know, as far as uh, work or finding a new stream of income or new friends or, you know, whatever it may be. And the other thing, Sam, is I have a lot of clients who I find that a, 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 pa- a pattern and a theme that gets repeated over and over that we address is addressing that broken heart and the fact yeah, that they've absolutely. been disappointed over and over again. And every time they got their hopes up like that little kin, they just got crushed, like you said, by life. And after a while, they were like, fuck it. I'm just not going to try anymore. I'm going to stay in this safe place. And even if I'm uncomfortable, I'm not going to take chances anymore. And I think that's one of the jobs of therapists and life coaches and healers and everything is to help people to heal their heart and get that courage again to get out there right absolutely. and live life yeah baby <laughs> guys are cute um yeah i think that's a really interesting point i need to process that and think about that more and okay callie get back to us we'll be here next week <laughs> eight to nine o'clock <laughs> i'll call in um the clarity now you'll be stuck with me i'll be there in person um Good. The clarity um clarity versus courage thing because yeah, I can. Uh, it's 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 a tricky distinction to make, and I think it's an important one. I'm going to have to really think about that because, yes, I think when you're pushed down by, whether it's um, uh, whatever defeat, you know, whatever if you've been rejected romantically or rejected professionally, or and ultimately those things trace back to earlier rejections that you know plant those triggers in us very early on in our lives. Mm-hmm. That, um, yeah, you start projecting that because there's an expectation that that's going to happen and you start perpetuating that. It becomes a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think it's really important to kind of break that, break that chain. But that said, I do feel like there have been times where it, I, I genuinely felt like I had the courage and I didn't have the clarity. You know, so I think it works both ways. Um, maybe different times in our life or, you know, depending on the person. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to just go back real quickly because that that quote, Rob, I think you gave me this quote a long time ago, but it was one that I had already had on my my refrigerator, and it took me like three days still to figure out how to properly pronounce this philosopher-poet's last name, which I always screw up, which is um, Goethe. But I wrote it down just to, you know, share with everybody. Um, You know, whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it both. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Um, but then the one line that really uh, sticks with me is, the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. And so that's to your point, Rob, about, you know, I think when you make the first step and you're clear and you have your intention that there is, that the universe definitely conspires on your behalf. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty miraculous thing. Yeah. Yeah, and you make me sound so smart, Callie. That's why I love you. <laughs> I, I love how you give me like credit for quotes that I forgot I even mentioned. But yeah, that quote, you know, it's just a, a very inspiring quote, especially when you're trying to to have courage to make some changes in your life and, and maybe not know exactly what you're doing. But yeah, and I, I think it is about that. And you know, like just for instance, like I, I think for me, when when I get that uncomfortable, I finally get to the point where I'm like, fuck it. 
Like, I'm just going to do something different, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me lately, it's been like meetup groups. I've been looking at meetup groups to meet, you know, not only girls in the city, but also new guy friends. And a lot of my guy friends are married up, partnered up, have kids, they've moved away. And so when I got to the city, I was like making new guy friends and everything. And so I find meetup groups, it's a good way to meet people. And so I went to a meetup group this past weekend and I'm there and I'm looking around. There's like tons of guys. It's a singles thing. And the guys look so out of place. And I, I sort of have this thing where I plant my feet like tree trunks and I just stand there and I act like this is where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, I kind of greet people as they walk in and smile at people. And I ended up meeting two girls and we had this great time. Actually, a guy was talking to them when I went up to them and became a new friend. And then we ended up going from there to like watch a band at a place uh, on the Upper West Side. And it was a great night. And it all happened because I changed it up. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go to a meetup group. So I think that's a good example about maybe you're not clear about where the night's going to go. Or maybe you're not sure what you're doing. But you're just going to try something different to change it up. And the universe is like, here you go. Here's a really cool New York night. Oh, and speaking of changing it up, I'm going to change things up because I just want to give a big shout out because we got some really cool countries listening to us tonight oh, cool. that I haven't seen before. I mean, we've UK and Norway, which we've seen before. Serbia is on in the house tonight. Singapore, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, Sao Paulo, Brazil, in addition to people all across the states, all everywhere from New York to Vermont to California to St. Louis, Missouri. So, you know, we, this this message of change is going out across the globe. Yes, and welcome all the new countries for the first time maybe listening to the show tonight. Welcome. We really appreciate you listening. And, uh, yeah, change seems to be the theme. There's a lot yeah. of change going on in the states. Right. <laughs> that was nice. That was a nice segue the way you threw that in. Yes, I would like to say too. I absolutely, we we very much appreciate everybody listening, and it's so fun when we're able to um, spread the message and increase our, um, you know, the amount, the the reach of people that um, tune into Talk Radio NYC. So thank everybody for listening. Um, and I, there's a lot of change going on everywhere, right? There's a lot of change going on always with us as humans in our own little lives on a micro level. And then, obviously, what's you know happening in respective countries all around the um, all around the globe, and then us as one collective, you know, tapestry um, in the universe. Yeah, which sounds you know a little uh, little airy fairy, but um, you know, in, in some ways, we're all living that exact same experience all the time. Turn and face the strange to ch- ch- change ahead. <laughs> So we're going to go to break, and when we come back, Callie is going to talk about something that Sam and I have no idea about. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to The Rob and Callie Show. Tonight we're talking about changing it up, and I changed it up right before the break and threw it out to my co-host, Callie, who's in Kentucky, and thought maybe she had some thoughts that Sam and I don't even know about yet. First of all, that was a really nice. I like the way you set that up for me. And sure, I don't scare that easily. I can come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and I were laughing sure. during the break. We're like high-fiving, like, yeah, we totally put her on the spot. We'll see what she comes up with. So, so oh, we, gave, yeah. we gave you a whole minute and a half to come up with something, Callie. It takes a lot more than that for me to for me to fall apart. There you go. Um, well, at least today. Um, <laughs> so let's see. There's so many things that I could bring up here. I, you know, I'm, I'm really thinking about because often, first of all, it's kind of funny. Just for, it, you know, it's probably obvious to our listeners, but you know, when we're not in the studio together, there's a different rhythm because I can't see you, you know, and uh, make eye contact, and you know, we don't, we can't like uh, have the same banter and talk over each other the same way because there's a delay. So it's it's a, a different kind of exercise. So I'm up for the challenge. Um, I'm thinking more about the, uh, you know, the the idea of making a move, you know, versus even if you don't have the clarity, you know, it's just a few of the things that you guys have broached. And actually, I'm trying to get in touch with it myself, really. I, I guess people know by now that often when we're having these conversations, our own truths are unfolding in front of us as we're having the conversation. These are purely therapy sessions for us to get in touch with our own stuff. Right. Um, and Wait, Callie, are so- you saying people are listening to this conversation? <laughs> Right, you're like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have on second thought. <laughs> so my life is um, great. Everything's going wonderfully. 
Yeah, exactly. I think we well, I think we got rid of that facade like probably in show one or two. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're like, hi, now- this is Robin Kelly, and we are a mess, and we're going to do a show about it. <laughs> hope hope you get something from it. You know, it's funny, just a little digression. So, um, you know, I, I'm here in Kentucky, and often when, you know, if you do, um, that, like, video shoots or TV shoots out in the world, you know, you, you're um, you're meeting up with people that you haven't worked with before, and people are sort of uh, all um, descending on the same, you know, place for, like, a remote shoot. So I just had dinner with um, the uh, account executive for the client that I'm going to be working with tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he was so gracious, and he was asking me questions about our podcast, and he did, did a little recon on me before we met up for dinner, because we've never met before, and it was very nice and sweet. And so I was telling him, I said, you know, if you listen, you might know a little too much about me before we work together tomorrow. And, you know, in that moment, I'm realizing that that's something that I've grown to be really proud of, and I was explaining to him that we try to give, you know, we're very transparent with our own experiences as much as we, we can be, yeah. and that we're trying to give people a safe place to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And so if we're not going to, you know, if we're not going to walk our own talk, then who is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so with that, I was I was thinking about the, you know, making a move versus, um, like, the clarity thing. And maybe I've been stuck on that clarity thing because when I I can think back to many times over the years professionally and personally where if I was clear whatever it was happened very quickly so I know what that energy of manifesting feels like and I know my comfort level with clarity I probably need to get more uncomfortable with a lack of clarity because that's where I get paralyzed and I'm thinking to a time when I had a weekend up at Kupalo which is a beautiful um, kind of spiritual healing center, alternative wellness um, spa, if you will, up in the Berkshires, up in uh, Western Massachusetts. And I was having a conversation with a few of the people that were um, either teachers or employees there. And I'm, I'm only remembering this now as you guys are talking about this, that one of the guys there who's a um, one of the program directors had written a book and it had everything to do with this. And he was saying that often we get so stuck and waiting for clarity that we sit in no man's land and we don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes it's just a matter of taking a step, even if you don't know that it's the right one. Yeah. And so, Adam, I'm just I'm, I'm just sort of realizing again that I need to heed everything I'm listening to you guys talk about, because I have fallen off of that wagon, you know. And, like, you know, to your credit, Rob, even if sometimes if you don't have a better plan for Saturday night or you've been just trying to shift your energy and showing up at these new events, like, that's a great example. Yeah. Doing something different. You know what, hearing you say all that reminds me of Callie. I remember when I was in college and I was contemplating being a writer, and I, I loved science fiction. I used to read lots of science fiction back then. And one of my favorite authors was Ray Bradbury. And he... I remember seeing an interview with him one time and they asked him about writer's block. And he says, I don't believe in writer's block. I sit down every day at the typewriter, typewriter, mm-hmm. and you know, back in the Stone Age. And, and he says, I just start typing and it may take me five or 10 or 15 minutes to warm up, but then eventually something comes out. And I think that's kind of akin to this idea of, you know, taking action, even if you don't have clarity, that if you just, you know, Put yourself in action, even if you don't know precisely where you want to go, that that very act of putting yourself in action actually brings you clarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, what's that expression? Um, nothing changes if nothing changes. And yeah. so sometimes, you know, it's good to make a change just for change's sake yeah. and, and try something new. You know, walk down. I remember when I moved to my neighborhood here. On the Upper West Side, I walked down a different street one day and I found this big grocery store I didn't even know about. I'm like, there's like a supermarket right here I have no idea about because I just listened to my intuition and I walked down a different oh, is that path the one that on day. Central Park West? That's like in the first it, floor of a, of a residential building? Jubilee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that. a really good place. Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, the, the universe or whatever, you know, our intuition is like, hey, try this or go there or call this person or you haven't contacted that person in a while. Say hello, you know, something a little bit different. It, you have to, it doesn't have to be huge changes we're talking about. Take that class that you've wanted to take or, you know, maybe... Like I did. I just got a new guitar. I haven't gotten a guitar in years. I've been writing songs again. And it's like, you know, I just wanted to do a little change to get that creativity going again. So it can be very, very simple things. And the other thing I want to mention is that, you know, 
if we want life to get better, we have to help life. Mm. And we have to contribute our own effort, even if we're not absolutely sure about it. Right. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, I don't think I've ever in my life quoted Matthew McConaughey, but you know how he always says, just keep living? Um, that's taken on new meaning when I hear terms like that or expressions like that, because it is it's just like continue, just keep moving. Yeah. Just keep moving. Um, another friend of mine, uh, um, who I consider to have some great wisdom that's helped me along the way. Um, this is a few months ago and we were talking about probably me feeling frustrated with inertia. And he was saying, you know, that there's a difference between like that just um, there's a difference between waiting in a waiting line with, you know, and having patience for something to happen mm-hmm. and being idle. And he kind of drew this sort of analogy, like, you know, if you're waiting in a line at a theater to, you know, use the restroom. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, yeah. And, and um, you have to get out I'm trying to remember this now so I can do justice to it because it's. It's a little clumped in my head. Um, but it's like if you, you know, you you leave the line to go outside and get some air or you leave the line to go get yourself a soda or whatever it is, you're, you're, you're staying in motion rather than standing idle. Mm-hmm. And the littlest thing, like taking out the garbage or um, making a phone call or doing something when you're feeling stuck mm-hmm. is, to your point, Rob, exactly what it might take just to spur the energy forward, you know? Yeah. Little, yeah. little subtle things like that. Yeah. Um, and it could be that you don't know exactly where it's going to take you. Right. Right. And maybe maybe do the opposite of what you do. Maybe when you have a certain thought about something, like someone invites you to something, especially in the holiday season, and you're like, no, I don't want to go. Maybe do the opposite. Be like, all right, this may not suck. You know, I'll, I'll try it out. I'll, I'll go. This may be great. You know, something like that. Like maybe do the opposite of certain things that you're used to doing, you know? Yeah, I, I read somewhere that they actually say, like, to do something different actually helps your brain. Like, people who do different things, who, sh- who, who, who change up their routine, especially when you get older, that it actually helps the brain to stay more active, make new neural pathways. Even if it's like you, you're used to taking a certain route to get to work every day or to go to the supermarket every day to like veer off and just go a block different and make the right turn one block sooner than further down or just doing a little change like that mm. it gives your brain extra stimulation and that helps to kind of keep your mind active and keep it more creative yeah yeah and Callie going back to your point I think you know there comes a point where we just get sick and tired of being sick and tired and it's like we're, we're just, that's kind of when we get to that point where we're like okay I'm going to make a new decision you know I'm making an executive decision for all of me and I'm doing something different <laughs> that's cute I like how you said that yeah I am um, Marie my beloved neighbor who we had as a guest on our show a few months back yay Marie <laughs> shout out to Marie the life force of my building. Who, by the way, um, I just ha- I have to interrupt. Like that is one of the best listened to episodes we've ever had. Like everybody loves Dr. Marie Volpe. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to tell her that again. I'm sure she'll really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, she had. Well, we we learned this from her when she was on the show. But she had a midlife drastic career change that had to do with a downsizing and a leaving of a big fancy corporate job and then feeling and then having no idea what she was going to do next and you know um, one day she was telling me this and sort of counseling me as I was having my own kind of professional identity crisis um, you know for the last year about thinking about maybe trying something different not knowing what that would be she said um, she would and and she was living in the same building that we're in now at the time uh, this is now going back for uh, 40 years-ish that she was in this place in her life. So I knew exactly what the references she was making. So she said she walked outside on, like, the big terrace we have that extends out of the building and overlooks, you know, the Hudson River in New York City. And she would go outside and just walk in circles. What do I do? God, what do I do? Show me a sign. Somebody tell me. What am I supposed to do? I've been there. And then somebody said to her, just keep moving. Like, don't even, don't overthink it. Just let something guide you and just keep saying yes. 
And like the next day, I think she got some phone call unexpectedly from um, Academia World, which she had not had any affiliation with before. And, you know, long story short, she's been a great success in that world now for the last almost 40 years, you know. Um, But it just has to do with continuing to move and continuing to do something, even if it's not a drastic change. Yeah, I think, you know, I was just thinking there's a power in a whisper. You know, there's a power in a very subtle message that if we quiet down on the inside enough can guide us, especially when we're in those times when we don't know what to do to change our lives. So I think that's a a really good reminder. We're going to go to break, and I can't believe it's our last break. And when we come back, Sam is actually going to be talking about something that he mentioned to me earlier. But I I think he's going to be better at explaining it. So we'll be right back. And welcome back, everybody, to the Rob and Callie show. And Sam. And Rob and Callie and Sam and 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 show. <laughs> and this so is our on, first threesome, so you guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, no oh. problem. Next week you're gonna be back here and it'll be just like old times. Oh, Callie, I never knew you were into threesomes. <laughs> oh. well, well, given tonight I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have an explicit warning on our podcast. I know. It's all that Kentucky bourbon doing it. I know. <laughs> I haven't had a sip, but I'll for you know, if I do I'll keep you posted. All yeah, right, yeah, let me know. So uh, I mentioned something during the previous break to Rob that I thought would be a a nice topic to explore because I have a feeling some people might be dealing with this a little bit. And it kind of came to me when I was speaking to my sister in Israel after the election. And she was talking about how like in a lot of countries around the world, there's like this movement, this more conservative movement where people are really looking to like turn the clock backwards and that you know while we've been moving forward the overall trend is to a more sort of global society and a more progressive stuff that there's still a lot of people who are afraid of that or afraid of that change and it causes this reaction in people to want to go backwards in time and i thought it might be good to kind of maybe talk to our listeners about how do you deal when you with people who feel that way like, how do you encourage them to not be so reactive, but to find a way to embrace the change instead of wanting to turn the clock back 50 years? Anybody? It's a good question, <laughs> Callie. Any thoughts? <laughs> I was like, Rob, why don't you chime in there? No, I think that that's really important. And um, I'm trying to think of something that's like uh, in- insightful to say because that's a really big and important kind of question to ponder. You know, I think that often, um, historically, you know, I guess it's what was it, Arthur Schlesinger, Arthur Schlesinger, the famous historian, or Schlesinger Jr., maybe his son, who used to say that, you know, history repeats itself every 30 years, you know, and you think of countercultures and, um, you know, they're always a reaction, they're always a pendulum that's sort of reacting to coming out of a certain um, zeitgeist, right? So, like, the counterculture of the 60s came out of more of the, you know, Ike and Eisenhower sort of, you know, cushy of the, you know, the 50s, and it's gone on from there. Um, so I think on some level, when you think that, in, in some ways, it shows that there's a great equilibrium on the planet because typically the world is pretty divided in half, right, barring any extreme political uprisings, and you know, but we won't get into all that. Um, you know, human nature is pretty evenly split down the middle in terms of comfort zones, I would gather. And so I don't know that um, it, it kind of makes sense to me that, you know, there's there's always going to be a little pushback. I mean, you see it in this country now, too, right? There's a lot of people, I think, that since Trump has gotten elected that have been, it's not that he's, gal- um, that, that he's um, harnessed or brought out some of this behavior that we're seeing. I think that it's always been growing underneath the surface, but it just hasn't had a place to go and somehow uh, by just by association he, there's a suggestion that he's giving them permission to like to come out of the woodwork. Yeah. You right. know? It's, yeah. it's kind of like um, that phrase of Trump's America is kind of like the America of the 1950s, but right. we're not in the 1950s anymore. Right. 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 But, I, but I think it's also, I guess what I'm trying to say, because I'm not being very articulate about it, is that um, 
it, it shows that there's always been that kind of base of people that are waiting for their opportunity to come back to where they stand and maybe like the latest administration when you're, you know, at least publicly progress, you know, the progressive administration is what's dictating what's going on in the country. There wasn't a safe place for the people that were thinking more conservatively to go. Now yeah. suddenly they feel it. You know, so I'm saying I don't think that like what you and your sister talked about suggests that it's a, a new reaction I feel like it's always just a um, sort of an existent dogma that either crawls into the shadows based on what's going on in the world or finds permission to come out again. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and I think that I think that's one of the challenges for all human beings is letting go of the past so that you can be in the present and move into the future. And I think that we all have ways of, of doing that and, and trying to outgrow old things and an old life and experience a new life. Um, One of the things that I've been saying for years is that the old white men and their ways are dying off. And I thought Hillary was going to get elected because of that. And I I didn't realize that there's still a lot of people that are hanging on to the the old ways. And I'm not saying that they were wrong not to vote for her or to vote for Trump. But I think in general, even though the country is getting browner and more colorized, there still is a lot of people that are trying to hang on to the past. And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens to the country with that. The the other thing is that, you know, I was thinking about past lives, you know, and sometimes I feel like I resonate with certain cultures or experiences. Like I've always had a soft spot for Vietnam vets. I just have this feeling like I passed away in Vietnam before this lifetime, I think. And it's like I, sometimes when I look at like a younger generation like millennials and I see how they resonate with all this old stuff, like from the 1800s or, you know, whatever sort of hobbies they're into that seem outdated or something. I think sometimes it has to do with past lives and the fact that even though they're changing and they're these young people in the world that have all this technology and they're connected all over the place and they're influencers and doing all this stuff, they still can be connected to the past in a certain way and not have changed. So I don't know. Have you guys seen that? So, so you're saying that because I love Star Trek so much, it means I'm from the future? Yes, oh, exactly. Cool. Sam, I've been trying to tell that to you for like years, all right? Parallel universe. I'd like to circle back to your point, though, about I don't know if we've um, if we've spoken to what you were trying to bring up regarding your conversation with your sister. Did you come to any conclusions with her? Well, no, no, there was no conclusions about it. But I I guess what I was more looking for was just maybe some advice, some takeaways we can give to people of how to deal with when you're someone who's embracing change and you're having to deal with someone who's resisting change and actually wants to turn the clock back. What could what can you say to that person, or how do you deal with them, or what do you do to sort of smooth things out so that you're not at each other's throat or you're not antagonizing each other? So I, I have a really good answer for that. And actually, um, the two girls that I was hanging out with on Saturday, it was very interesting because we had this political talk and it got a little heated. And I said to one of them at the end of the conversation, I said, you know what? Because I was really trying to see things from her point of view, and I just suggested to her that she lighten up a little on her opinion. Like, just give a little more space to someone having a different opinion. And I think, in general, that's good advice for all of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I, I think it's hard. It, it's such a, I, I really have to think about this question, Sam. I'm going to have to really ponder this and get back. Well, maybe we'll have to do a part two on this next week because it's really important. But what comes to mind, number one, because you could, again, it's, it's, a simpler scenario would be to think about, like, even a relationship, right? right? Two people that are coming from different places in a relationship. If you're not looking, if you don't have a mutual goal to find a sense of understanding and compromise or to find some sort of permeability so that you can let in a little bit of the other person's opinion or take on something, then it's sort of, at least in the short term, a deal breaker, right? You know, I think that the intention has to be that you want to live from a place of openness, enough to care to find some mutual ground with somebody that you care about. You know, if we're talking about this on a larger scale, I mean, that's the million-dollar question, and I can't purport to be close to an answer in terms of how we make nations come together, how we make divided countries come together. Um, You know, but I do think it all starts at a really base um, individual level 
Um, you know, I think about like Marianne Williamson many years ago, I believe in one of her early books talked about global issues and how they all, and again, this might sound oversimplified for some, but for the sake of conversation, that it really all starts with ourselves and our own individual homes and our own little lives, and that's what trickles out to the bigger picture. So if we want to find a place of harmony and peace and understanding and love and open um, uh, open-heartedness for people in our immediate lives that are different from us, that has to be the sort of breeding ground for the bigger stuff to happen. You know, I don't know how you do it otherwise, right. I, but I, I hope somebody does. And that, and that's really the, that, that's really what I was looking for is it's because I'm not necessarily looking for like the big, big picture because but I'm just looking at like we all have in our lives. We all have to work with people who don't necessarily agree with us or see things the yeah. same way, whether mm-hmm. it's in our businesses, in our jobs, or in our organizations, whatever kind of organizations you are. You know, where anytime there are groups of people, you're always going to have people who just think differently from us. And it's just, you know, if, if on just that individual level, we can, uh, uh, as you just said beautifully, like give space to each other, you know, then we can begin to at least coexist peacefully and not have to be at, at quote-unquote war with each other at least with our words yeah and that actually has like a huge effect on the world i think we all forget the power that we have individually when we interact with people whatever decisions we make whatever ways we change it up whatever we decide to do to have an effect on the world it actually does have an impact on the world and it does make a difference and so I, I think it's important to remember that we're coming up on three minutes, Callie, just to let you know. So um, one of the the takeaways that I was going to suggest as far as changing it up is maybe changing your environment, whether it's at home or at work. I remember when I was a kid, you know, your room is so important to you when you're a kid. And I remember that when I would change the furniture in my room, I felt like I lived in a new house in a way. It was so important <laughs> to me. And I remember I changed the furniture actually a couple of times in my life. And I just remember being so excited, you know, to walk up the stairs to this room that was like a new room. And it just changed everything for me. And you can do that as an adult, you know, maybe change the furniture around your house or uh Put the plants in a different corner or maybe hang a different picture that when you wake up in the morning, you see it. You know, maybe something little like that, little ways to change it up in your environment can help a lot. That's so precious. I think of you and, and I'm thinking of Carol, I'm thinking of Florence Anderson, God rest her soul, and Carol Brady and like Greg Brady changing yeah. his room from like the attic to the basement to whatever. Oh, and yeah. you in the 70s. Um, yeah. I would say that that's, yeah, it could be change your hair. It could be, change, you know, do uh, hang out with one person who's different. And what I was also going to add to that list is change your script in your head. Give yourself permission to undo your old scripts because none of us are our old scripts. None of us are this where we came from or what we've lived up until this point, and that we can start, you know, can give ourselves permission to, to have a, a fresh, un, you know, clean canvas from which to write, like, a whole new story. Ooh, That's cool. beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I love that, Callie. And I was just going to recommend, like, you know, even changing up little habits that we have. Like, I always believe in starting with little things before we get to big things. So little habits, like something maybe you do with your right hand usually that's not too difficult, try with your left hand. You know, if you, if you floss your teeth from left to right usually, do it from right to left. Or if you usually do your top teeth first, do your bottom teeth first. You know, whatever kind of little small habits like that that you can change up, just try doing it differently if once or twice. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, you, Sam, you reminded me about one more thing, which is, you know, maybe just say hello to somebody. Uh, yeah. You know, stranger sitting next to you at the bus stop or walking down the street, someone who smiles at you, smile back. Maybe something little like that can just make you feel better that day and make them feel better. So with that... This is the end of another episode. Callie, long distance calling in tonight. We'll be back in the studio next week. If you guys have any topics you want us to cover, any comments, support, if you want to spread the word about the show online, we really appreciate it. We're on Facebook, all social media, and you can reach us at hello at com. Sam, anything you want to say before we go? Love you guys. Callie? Love you guys. Love you guys, too. And I love all the listeners. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care, y'all.